to the January 20th, 2006 edition of the Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is our editorial director, Kara Davis. Hello. Our managing editor, Tyler Clark. Hi there. And Jesse Carey. Hello. And Flynn's here, man in the ones and twos. That was him clapping. As always, we want to bring you the new entertainment releases uh, coming out today, Friday, and also next Tuesday, right? The movies? 24th. The no. 24th. Okay, so coming out on the 24th, we got uh, VHS or Beta, You Got Me, on yep. Astral Works. It's a, it's a good one. It's a, it's a relevant TV, early relevant TV band. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when we first launched relevant TV a couple months ago, they were in rotation. Real lo-fi video, though. Andrew WK, Who Knows, It's a Live DVD. Yes. You, see, Tyler dresses like Andrew WK. <laughs> I mostly wear khakis and white t-shirts. But he gets mistaken for all I the time. I have very long hair. <laughs> Stained white t-shirts. Very white hair. Or very <laughs> very long hair, not white hair. Um, <laughs> Esther Drang, uh, Rockinate? Is that it? Rosinate? Yeah. I think it's Rosinate. On Rosinate. J-Tree. Uh, Tortoise and Bonnie Prince Billy, The Brave and the Bold on Overcoat. And of course, drumroll please. P.O.D. Testify. Hey, we See, moved, we've it. moved on. POD, <laughs> Testify on Atlantic. They're actually on TRL um, today. today. I yeah. saw I saw Corey was watching their video last night at the house. Did Maybe. he bootleg it? No, it was on TV. It was just a little clip. Like, Oh, ooh. cool. Did it look any good? It actually... It Did looked, it look like corn? Were they performing in front of like a black wall with little bullet holes coming through and like <laughs> light was shining through it? It, it was at, half animated by Seth MacFarlane, the, the Spawn <laughs> guy. It was awesome. It was awesome. You're joking, right? Yeah. I'm okay. Joking. I mean, was it a good video? I, I, from what the clip I saw, it looked like it was well done, but oh, good for them. Yeah. Yellow card, lights and sounds on Capitol. I put your favorite band on here too. I don't I'm going to go ahead and that. skip them. <laughs> Watishi Was coming out with uh, Eager Seas on Tooth and Nail. Jennifer Knapp's live album on Goatee. Charlie Hall flying in the dark. And oh well, look at this uh, for Kara Avalon. Hey, if you didn't mention <laughs> it, I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> And and Jesse's favorite band, <laughs> Savage Garden, is coming out with truly, madly, completely yeah. the best of Savage Garden. Oh. I've been waiting for like a year for this. See, here's my theory: they should have come out with that like a month ago because it would have been a great stocking, like or a great like white elephant gift, <laughs> you know, for company Christmas parties. It's like I'll trade f- <sighs> Savage Garden. Anybody? I'll take the Anybody? oven mitts, and you can get Savage Garden. <laughs> or the do rags yeah, we had at our parties. It's not, it's not as good as an iPod. <laughs> a video. Tell me how this is better than a video iPod. I'm oh, sorry. Two two paintball lessons with somebody with my expertise <laughs> is worth at least two grand. <laughs> We're referencing The Office. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm moving on. <laughs> Movies coming out today. We have Underworld Evolution, starring mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale and Bill Knightley. And The New World, which is actually in our current movie issue. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, interview with. 
um, one of the actors. Pocahontas. With Pocahontas. She's <laughs> like 15. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Farrell stars in The New World, and that's coming out as well. And then also The uh, End of the Spear, um, which is based on some Christian missionaries who are going down to, where, Central America? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were killed. I think yeah. it's Did I book. give away the end? Uh, yeah, I don't well, know. Well, it's a, I think it's a book, and Beyond the Gates of Splendor. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. It's a book and a documentary. That's what it's based on. It's a true story. Yeah. And yeah. the widows and kids of the missionaries, then I, what, the, the widows went and reached him for Jesus or something. Something Christian happens in the good. movie. That sounds very noble. <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, we, we should all support it, though, probably. Actually, <laughs> the trailer for End of the Spears playing on Relevant TV. Oh, cool. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's cool. very cool. Yeah, so I should probably be a little more educated. <laughs> we'll go watch it. advertising with us. So um, I was watching, I, I, I saw a commercial for The New World on TV, and they were like, as hailed by by and they showed like these logos relevant for, magazine well they were they showed like the logo for like time and newsweek and rolling stone and i was really like crossing my fingers <laughs> that we'd be on the list and believe it or not we weren't oh. we know? we were mentioned we have made a couple of those oh wow yeah uh back when we reviewed more movies like online and stuff madagascar was it? no no i'm kidding it was something with stephen baldwin in most of them <laughs> <laughs> as trashed by <laughs> Relevant Magazine yeah alright and that'll do it for entertainment releases this week let's have bizarre celebrations let's forget who forget why forget where we'll have bizarre celebrations I play the Saturn Cypress you the bright beans Love these music transitions. Can't get enough of the music transitions. In fact, let's have another music transition <laughs> right now. One, two, one, two. Yeah, that was good. The double dip. I like it. All right, here's uh, Slices. Here's Kara Davis. Well, it's the end of an era. Audio Adrenaline is saying adios. After 15 years. Are they still around, really? Yeah, but get this. This is really sad. Um, Jesse, be prepared to do your um, impression in just a second. (laughs) In just a second. I'm not done. Um, Mark Stewart, the front man, the reason they're retiring is actually because his voice is so stripped now. It's like totally ruined. He can't even like continue singing. He's consulted with the doctors and they've told him, you can't keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Let's have another impression. I don't know if I, that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> it makes but me feel bad. <laughs> He'll never Carry sing the torch. Again. Carry well, the torch. Let's hear an impression. <laughs> <laughs> They're done forever, <laughs> and he can never do what he loves again. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>
it's all in good fun, guys. The hardest working band in the, Christian. They were still showbiz. they were still a huge draw at the festivals. Them mm-hmm. and the Newsboys are are huge on the on the you know festival circuit. I loved Audio Adrenaline back in the day. Oh yeah. Back in the uh, the big and, house and bloom era. Yeah, I think you actually have a tribute up on the relevant TV, right? I I, I do. It's more poignant than ever now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Takes yeah. on a whole new meaning. We might have to like put together like a montage of of audio adrenaline like clips to put in the background. Like them getting it. off the tour bus or like <laughs> <Yeah>. in slow <laughs> motion. <laughs> like pointing and you know, just huge crowd shots. I can see it. Yeah. Well, on to other news. <laughs> um, there is a film that's uh, premiering at Sundance. It's a South African film uh, called Son of Man that, uh, well, it's, it's, it's saying that it's the first black Jesus movie. Whoa. It's, a bl- it's about, um, it says that it portrays Christ as a modern African revolutionary and aims to shatter, to shatter the Western image um, of Jesus being, you know, blonde hair and blue eyes and all that. Um, <laughs> the blonde hair and blue eyes, Jesus. Yeah, most people think that I am, actually. <laughs> you know, um, Speaking of Malcolm in the Middle, I heard um, that it was going away. Yeah, yes, Malcolm in the Middle. In that 70s show. Yeah, 70s show. Yeah. After God, because aren't they in like 1986 by now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both yeah, of those no longer that 70s show. Those were both good shows in their prime, and now they're just... Here. I don't even know how that 70s show... I mean, they... Uh, well, Ashton Kutcher's not on there, which I'm not a big Ashton Topher fan. Grace. And Topher Grace is gone. You know, it's, I, I just see the commercials. I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. But they're they're like adults now. Yeah. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. really weird that they're still hanging out with, with uh, Topher Grace's parents. Yeah. yeah. And isn't like, like in the basement. Isn't Cheech yeah. in the show now? Um, I know Tommy Chong was. Oh, it's Chong, yeah. He's been in the show since yeah. like day one. Has he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's breaking news. <laughs> Jesse's a big fan, if you can't tell. Strong is in the 70s show. Wow. Did you guys hear that uh, Ashton Kutcher's in that show, too? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I heard. I don't know. Well, in, in some, some other news, um, seems like the, the mayor of New Orleans, Ray Nagin, has had sent some kind of Pat Robertson-esque comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. Is this the Chocolate City thing? Yeah, but he also he also said that. Uh, Pat Robertson never said that. That'd be kind of weird, but he did say <laughs> that. <laughs> he did say that that God is mad at America, and that's why we had the hurricanes. Um, and he said that's because of violence in the communities. And he also assured he wanted to, he wanted to tell the people of New Orleans that it would once again be a chocolate city. I like chocolate. What? Yeah. It, you know, he's... Uh, Says Willy Wonka. <laughs> Willy Wonka. I got to go back a little bit. There's a, actually a thread on our message boards that it says, does anyone else think Jesse Carey sounds like Topher Grace? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> and what? then the next person Shh, said... Don't tell my secret. Then the next person, who's obviously a big podcast listener, said, um, if I knew what either of them sounded like, I would say, yes, they do sound like. <laughs> Topher Grace, eh? And then, and then somebody says, no, I think he sounds more like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Cage? Yeah. I think you sound like Kiefer Sutherland. That's what I want to sound like. <laughs> I think you sound like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Previously on 24. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite show. <laughs> yes, right, Flynn? <laughs> I've never seen it. Are you serious? It's like cheesecake. 
Because people who like I, 24 I, I, or see 24, they get addicted to it, and their yeah. entire lives are, are determined by what happens at 24. And I'll say, I just don't need another I addiction almost, in my life. We had some candy in the break room here that someone sent us, and they, some of them were chocolate-covered cheesecake. I almost gave you one, mm, knowing it was tricked. cheesecake. Yeah, I was going to be like, hey, man, try one of these. They're really I mean, good. But I'm not really into chocolate either, so I probably wouldn't have taken it. Mm, we'll see about that. <laughs> Cameron's a health nut. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> says the guy with the yeah, I'm, I'm not a health nut. <laughs> <laughs> says the guy with the what? You want to finish that sentence? No, <laughs> I meant to say something about myself, no. and then I realized no, I was no. actually saying it about you, so I stopped. <laughs> Good, I was about to cry. <laughs> I was gonna say, says the guy with the ever expanding waistline, but I was referring to myself. And then I would have walked out. It would have been a big. It would have been a big mess. No, he would have been finally. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's also threads on the message boards about who owns Relevant or Relevant versus Charisma magazine. Ooh. <laughs> Do people think that we're owned by Charisma? Yeah. Or have they found us out? <laughs> <laughs> no, just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, there's a thread people asking um, uh, who owns us. And oh, my friend said that Charisma magazine owns Relevant and all that stuff. So I answered it last night. I, yeah. It was actually a very humorous thread. Somebody did the Captain Morgan uh, captain and put my dad's face on it. <laughs> and said, Does it kind of look... Well, look. So your, next time see. your dad comes in, he's going to be dressed like that. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Hold on, let me pull it up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hey, um, if you guys read that thread, uh, we own Relevant. Uh, Charisma Magazine doesn't. We're, we're separate companies, completely separate. We're related by blood, but that's all. Yeah. So that I'm showing I'm showing everybody picture. here. Sorry, podcast <laughs> listeners. I'm showing everybody the Captain Morgan with a C-strained <laughs> face picture. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go to the message boards in the Talk to Relevant section and check it out. Yeah, it's really creepy because it, it really does look like him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I can't believe that guy knew where to find a picture of my dad. That's what's weird. Yeah, it, it was your mom that did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could have been Chandler, maybe. I could see him. No, it's that Jesus Freak 993 guy he, who wears a tiara in his little avatar uh, picture. Corey knows him. Oh, that's my dad. <laughs> no, that's Chandler. Just kidding. Hey, tell about Antonio Davis. That was funny. Antonio Davis, uh, I don't know if, if there's a lot of NBA fans out there. He plays for the New York Knicks. You might remember last season there was a bit of an incident in Detroit when one of the Pistons, Ron Artest, ran up into the stands and it was a big brawl, huge deal. He got kicked out. It was he got kicked out for a year, right, Cameron? Yep, all year. Anyway, last night um, Antonio Davis. He ran into the stands with just a few minutes left um, to play because he saw, like, a drunk guy um, doing something to his wife. <laughs> Threatening Whoa. his wife. Well, he said, he said he saw him touch her. Well, yeah, he pushed her, and he was threatening her. Well, I don't mean, what, like, what, doing something. <laughs> well, you said doing something and touching her. That doesn't sound very good. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Put, yeah. So he ran up there, and nothing happened. Yeah, I he mean, didn't. He, nothing happened, but he got ejected, and yeah. now they're the NBA is going to come down on it because he broke the uh, line between, yeah. you know, stands. and. It's my dream for a play to be at a game and a player run up in the stands and, and do something crazy. And touch you. Know? you. Yeah. <laughs> in a violent way, I mean. Yeah. Put you in a headlock, give you a noogie. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. But you know what I'm saying? Like that you can incite them to, to run into the stands. Last night, last, <laughs> last, be night, famous. last night, Justin and I were at the Magic uh, Wizards game and – he was trying to incite Steve Francis the entire <laughs> night. Steve Francis had been suspended by the Magic because he uh, refused to go back into a game 
Uh, it was a blowout, and he felt this beneath him, so he got Ooh. suspended. Especially for a guy that makes fifteen million. That yeah, is, you know. So, so Jesse was. This was his first game back, and Jesse was determined to just let him have it. <laughs> uh, Francis has <laughs> since apologized and changed his ways, and said that you know he really regrets what he did. But Jesse, that wasn't good enough for no, Jesse. He's got to earn it. And I was, I was a little, I was a little hurt that I, I was sure that I was going to come in there and all the fans were going to feel the same way as there's like only like a couple guys booing. Yeah. And one of them was me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but see, but Jesse, because there was only a couple guys booing, Jesse was determined to be heard by Francis. <laughs> Unfortunately, every time they were on our side of the court and it was quiet, it was because. It was like a free throw or something. It has nothing to do with Steve Francis. But, you know, so some guy on the Wizards is shooting a free throw, and Jesse's screaming, Go sit down, Francis! Why are you even in the game, Francis? Just well, I had to wait to opportune times for the for the noise level to go down. Oh, you mean completely inappropriate times? But it had yeah, nothing. nothing there, yeah, there's no context. Everybody is, like, looking at him like, Shut up, you jerk! Yeah, it was... I, I got my point across to Steve. Yeah. He's determined to, to be a better man now yeah, because I, of Jesse. It's tough love. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. More news? Any more slices? Well, there's another school district in California that is has decided to stop teaching uh, a, a course actually called Intelligent Design at their at their high school after they're kind of being strong-armed um, by parents who are threatening to sue. Uh, a lot of you guys remember the case that was in Pennsylvania a few months ago where the courts decided that it was – illegal for schools to offer an alternative to public schools yeah well well actually this class is in the public schools and it's kind of surprising that it's even in there yeah well that's what the the lawsuit was about in in pennsylvania but they had like a whole panel of from the science community and from the christian community that were saying that you know it is there is scientific evidence to suggest that it is something more than just evolution but eventually got shot down. And there's other court cases in Georgia and Kansas right now that are kind of going through the same battle. So, I thought evolution was kind of disproved a long time ago. But, I mean, it, what's weird is that the school's still presented as fact, not a theory. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think both evolution and creationism both take faith because um, we weren't there for either. Regardless right. of how the world was created, no one was there. Either one of them takes faith, either faith in God or faith in science. But I think like both sides can look at the other side and say there are holes there. I think um, our faith in, in Christ, our, our faith in, in the Bible, it relies on faith. And, and I, I think that there is science to support it, but I think that ultimately, like if it could be completely um, fully explained through science, it wouldn't require faith. And I think that's that's part of I think I think an interesting thing for you know a lot of people believe in God and stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people subscribe to the theistic evolution, mm-hmm. where yeah, sure God started it all, but it started it all with kind of like the Big Bang, and then it did evolve from there. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's like a mixture of the two, which I think is interesting. Well, okay, my question it's so is so wrong. Is it the role of of the public school system to support something that is ultimately based in faith? Like well. Okay, but you, we said a minute ago that anything, mm-hmm. if we weren't there, requires faith to believe it. I think the argument for showing uh, different theories is valid in an mm-hmm. educational process. I think you can, if you're going to show one, the evolution theory, show what other theories exist as well. Let the children decide, test them on all of them. Mm-hmm. You're not endorsing them, you're educating them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and there's no problem with that. I don't understand that. Um, why a school system would say we can only teach one theory? That's, I think that's 
dumb. All right, that'll do it for Slices. Next up, feedback. Uh, last week on 850, uh, or this past Monday on 850, uh, we actually, if you uh, read it, yours truly wrote it. I think it was one of the better ones of the year <laughs> out of the two that we've had this year. <laughs> and, and it was basically... Brett, Brett McCracken's not going to be happy. <laughs> I said one of the I better ones. It. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> it was about kind of new year and a new direction. We're thinking about taking 850. And, you know, we asked you for feedback about what you thought about the newsletter and what you would like to see it become. And we've gotten an outpouring of emotion, an outpouring of emails and responses, and we appreciate all the feedback. I mean, one of the things that we've noticed is that 99% of them are just like, we like it, you know? Yeah, it, it was weird how uniform the responses were. Everybody said, keep doing what you're doing. You know, maybe the article could be a little shorter. Uh, we'd like to see a separate devotional you know, newsletter, which mm-hmm. we had been planning anyway. Yeah. Um, so it just let us know that we were on track and we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. I, we, uh, that was very encouraging to be honest with you. I mean, 850 in March will be five years old and we really haven't radically, I mean, though it's evolved, we haven't radically changed the format in that time. And so the fact that you guys are reading it and liking it, uh, is exciting to us. You know, I think the the renewed content, um, kind of approach we're taking of like making the articles more timely and response driven is going to be really cool. We are going to redesign it just to give it a fresh look for the new year, but um, we'll just keep doing what we're doing and maybe, yeah, I'll work to try and get the articles closer to 850 words. It, it literally, I wrote, the, I wrote the column and I was determined to make it 850 words, you know, for the first time ever. And it took me, it took me about 40 minutes to write the dumb thing. It took me about two hours to edit it down to 850 words exactly. I kept going like 842, 863. <laughs> I kept you know, hovering around it. And there was always like, Either like the uh, like um, dash, yeah, or or compound words get, get thrown off. Yeah, the, the word, word count, there. the word count in mine would counted hyphenated words as two words. The word count on Jesse's PC counted them as one word, and so it threw it off. So we decided that it's officially, officially hyphenated words were one word, and it came out to exactly eight hundred and fifty words. Hmm. So there you go. Our you know editorial question of the week last week. Um, we asked for what your favorite TV show was, and then this week we asked for your favorite jokes. Let's start with the jokes, because these were disappointing. Yeah, first of all, we asked for your favorite clean joke, and these are like the worst jokes I have ever heard in my so, life. So the moral of the story is the only good jokes are dirty jokes. <laughs> well, Maybe. I, this is one that I did think was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid, though. How do you, how do you get a one-armed man out of a tree? Wave. <laughs> what if he's not nice and doesn't wave back? He's stuck. What if he just gives you the head nod? <laughs> the, the, the what's the, up? The yupster head nod? Yeah. All right, here's one. Um, okay, so there's this yodeling pony who performs at the circus. Everyone likes him. I mean, hey, he's a yodeling pony. 
But lately he hasn't been able to perform because he's a little horse. Uh, thanks a lot, Fred. That was uh, Fred. That That's his only name. He just put Fred. Leezard is his uh, email Leezard. address. Leezard. So maybe his <laughs> name is Fred Leezard. <laughs> Mr. Leezard. Uh, what did the hot dog say when he crossed the finish line? I'm a wiener. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> he did. It, I, I don't have the names here. Ryan, you know who you are. Yeah. Ryan, uh, Ryan R. wrote in, so this grasshopper walks into a bar, and the bartender says, hey, we've got a, a drink named after you. And the grasshopper says, you have a drink named Steve? Huzzah! This one I read, and like, after I read it, I was like, that is awful. It's two hunters are in the woods when one of them collapses. He doesn't seem to be breathing, and his eyes are glazed. The other guy takes out his phone and calls emergency services. He gasps, my friend is dead. What can I do? The operator says, calm down. I can help. Let's First, let's make sure he's dead. There's a silence. Then a gunshot is heard. And then back on the phone. Okay, now what? <laughs> wow. That's just sick. That's just some sick sense of humor. Here's another bar one. Apparently, our, our readers spend a lot of time in bars. A polar, uh, this is from Adriana, um, whose email address is completely fabulous. That's, that's her <laughs> email. I love it. Um, Adriana is completely fabulous. A polar bear walks into a bar. The bartender says, what do you have? The polar bear looks at him with no answer for a minute and then says, I'll have a beer. Bartender says, oh, okay, but why the long pause? Polar bear looks at his hands and paws and says, I don't know. I've always had them. <laughs> How about, here's another it's bar. It's horrible. These bacon, are horrible. Bacon and, bacon and eggs walk into a bar. The bartender says, we don't serve breakfast here. <laughs> you go, Tyler, you want a couple? Okay, I'll take it. All right. Zingers. Christian Raxter sent in one about a bar. A beaver with really bad teeth walks up to the bar and asks, where's the bartender? Um. That's the entire joke. <coughs> bartender, I guess. Like, the, like, like wood. wood? Yeah. Hmm. Um, <coughs> let's see. There's, right. that, there's a muffin one that, that you're a huge fan oh, of. Oh, I'm going to tell my version of the muffin joke. I call it the sausage joke. <laughs> <laughs> keep it clean, Tyler. Oh, I will. <laughs> and I'll keep it funny. It goes like this. So two sausages are lying in a frying pan. One sausage rolls over and says, Hey, do you think it's getting hot in here? The other sausage says, Oh my goodness, a talking sausage. That is terrible. So Carmen Cock from Uppsala, Minnesota, wrote in and says, Here's my favorite clean joke. What do you call somebody else's cheese? Nacho cheese. <laughs> that was... Tyler impersonating Carmen uh, Cock from Obsolete. I'm surprised Minnesota. we didn't get any like Bush jokes. Yeah, and nothing political. Or more, I, I was expecting more Christian jokes. All right, here's one. Here's a Christian denominational joke. Denominational Here's a denominational joke Bit from Ben Swanson, Benjamin Swanson. Um, how many ADD kids does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. Want to go ride a bike? <laughs> That's not a Christian joke. I know. Oh. <laughs> but there it got everybody a, to listen to me. We did get one of those. We got how many charismatics does it take to you know, screw in a light bulb? Six, one to, you know, put in the light bulb, and five to pray against the spirit of darkness. Here's one from Brooke, who's married to James because her email address is James and Brooke. Why did the cowboy buy a dashund? Because someone told him to get along, little doggy. (laughs) (laughs) Man, where do people hang out? I mean, do these people have friends? Muppet (laughs) Show message boards. (laughs) (laughs) I like the Muppet Show. 
Anyhow, all right. So a man is skydiving. During a free fall, he realizes that his chute is uh, isn't going to open. At about seventy feet, he he encounters a man uh, rising into this into the sky at the same speed. As they cross paths, uh, one going up and one going down, the parachuter yells out, "Hey, uh, hey! Do you know anything about rip cords?" The second man replies, "No. Do you know anything about ga- gas barbecues?" Tyler, why are you laughing? I'm not even that? sure. Jonathan Morell. Sure. Jonathan Morell, um, who's the area coordinator at uh, George Fox University, wrote in and said, uh, Why didn't the skeleton cross the road? Because he didn't have the guts. <laughs> wow. Wow. I would, why would, if I had to send in a joke like that, I wouldn't even put my name on it. Yeah, I mean, anonymously spamming us with bad jokes like that, I could see. <laughs> I wish I got anonymous spam of bad jokes. Have you guys seen those um, those commercials for like something that'll send like jokes to your? Uh, they'll like text jokes to your cell phone. Yes, it's like improve your sense of humor. <laughs> and you have to pay ninety nine cents per text. If, yeah. if I got a couple of these jokes on there, I'd be like, man, this is, what a waste of my time. All right, favorite TV shows. Here's the shows that you guys are watching. Hopefully, these are better than the jokes. Top five are Arrested Development, Lost, The Office. 24 and Grey's Anatomy. Wow, there's only one choice. there's only one in there that I don't I've never seen. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But my I'm a huge my fan wife's of the addicted to that one. Yes, yeah, so is mine. Oh, yeah. you have a wife now. I have a wife now. <laughs> How yeah. was Naples? Naples was good. Uh somebody Got to love the Italians. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes I forget that the conversations we have in the podcast are heard by a lot of people. Because um, somebody emailed me the other day and was like, hey, I hope you had fun in Naples, Italy. And I emailed back and I was like, I didn't go to Naples, Italy. And he's like, I know. I was listening to the podcast. So who are we giving a red hot Mahogany. monogamy to? I don't think anyone deserves it. These <laughs> jokes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying what everyone's thinking. <laughs> you know, I'm actually going to agree with you on that one. The jokes were so bad. Nobody's getting red hot mahogany. Yeah. Mo- monogamy. <laughs> okay, here's what. <laughs> We we did the joke thing, but I'm always one for like a good riddle, you know. Mm-hmm. I would like I would like riddles. I think. And then for St. Patrick's Day, we do a call for limericks. A limericks, or what's <laughs> what's the uh, what's the poem with the stanzas that look like haiku? a diamond haikus? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a relevant haiku contest. <laughs> Send us your acrostic, relevant poems. Oh, there's one more thing about the 850 feedback. Uh, we also asked about name suggestions, maybe possibly renaming it. And overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. people said, don't change the name. Mm-hmm. I like that it's weird. Um, and I was actually wondering where it came from. And, you know, now that we've explained it, now they like it, you know. But we did get two suggestions for name changes. Mm-hmm. One was just to kind of cut out the middleman and just call it 850 relevant words. Hmm. That was one suggestion. And then um, um, Bob Vincent suggested calling it a little relevant and those were literally the only two suggestions we got there was one other and it was like a greek word or something it was too thinking like the name of a young adult service or something (laughs) let's call it ignite (laughs) (laughs) sorry to anyone who attends a church called ignite yeah apparently we offend a lot of people according to the message boards so get over it
right, and a little behind-the-scenes action here at Relevant. This week at Relevant TV, we added five new videos, as always, and they are uh, Mad Lib Slim's Return, which is an oldie but a goodie. It's uh, actually instrumental. It's on Blue Note Records. It's really cool. David Gray, the one I love, is the featured video of the week. Beck Girl, which is a very cool video. Um, it's a few months old, but it's really cool. Of Montreal, uh, Wraith Pinned to the Mist and Other Games. Cool band. Very cool Montreal. band. Not from Canada, actually. And <laughs> Chasing Victory, The Night Your Guardian Angel Fell Asleep, which happens to be right now the number one video at Relevant TV. Most requested. Go to relevant t- uh, relevant.tv to uh, request uh, these videos. You can watch them on demand or you can watch these, the uh, broadcast. Yeah. Uh, right now, Chasing Victory is number one. Switchfoot Stars won't go away. It's number two. That Dave, made a huge comeback last week. Yeah, it did. I think the Switchfoot message boards came back in force. David Gray, the one I love, number three. I heard you had an interesting um, David Gray story to share with us. David Gray story. Well, the new album, I bought it on iTunes. And so, you know, when I buy it on iTunes, I'll, I'll listen to it a couple of times and then just goes into my rotation. And I finally burned it the other day. And so I, I had a CD in my car and I'm listening to it. And I'm listening to the song Ain't No Love. And here, let me just read you the lyrics. That, I'm not a big lyrics guy. I listen to the music. I get moved by the music. <laughs> and then about the 50th time I hear the song, I'll finally hear the lyrics. Oh, I heard them this week. Okay, here we go. Maybe that it would do me good if I believed there were a God. Cut in the starry firmament. But as it is, that's just a lie. And I'm here eating up the boredom on an island of cement. Give me your ecstasy, I'll feel it. Open window and I'll steal it. Baby, like it's heaven sent. Mm. And then and then it says, this ain't no love that's guiding me. And that's the hook. I feel dirty. Inside. No, it ain't no love guiding me. Wow. Mm. See, the thing here is David Gray is our featured video of the week <laughs> at Relevant TV. Well, a lot of his music is like spiritual in nature. That's very really kind of mm-hmm. surprising. Or yeah, maybe. very. I mean, his music, I mean, you hear it and it just sounds like there's something more to it. It's like when you listen to Coldplay. Mm-hmm. And, and when, that's why when I finally heard these lyrics, I was like, whoa. You know, I just like the fourth David Gray album I have. And I had no idea that he was like, you know, uh, there ain't no God. You know, that's just a lie. I well, was maybe like, it's just an artistic sort of interpretation. And it's not really. He could, he he could be speaking for someone else. But the single is called The One I Love this week. This single. Yeah, the single that we're playing is The One I Love. Not not that song. I was just, this is actually like four songs later on the album. But yeah, The One I Love is a great, great song. And in fact, sounds like a Christian song. It's about a, a girl. But you know how it's real vague and how a lot of Christian bands, t- you know, talk real vague. They could be yep. singing to Jesus is or... Jesus is a God. I don't know. Yeah. Or, sorry, is it Jesus? So the song basically bah. is going to be heard in, in 20-something young adult groups all across the yes. country now. This yeah. will be an offering song, you know, <laughs> the one I love. Everybody's yeah. going to be raising their hands. I I, I'm not trying to get off too off the subject here, but there's a, there's a Budweiser commercial that's like, this is Budweiser. This is Budweiser, the king of beers. And the next line is, this is Budweiser, the king is here. But how they do it, it sounds like an old like worship song. <laughs> like You can just picture like, like all the, the 80s guys assembly now. of God. Yeah, thing. all the guys. 
And you can just hear, <laughs> this is but... Because when they ever do all the guys, for some reason, every guy seems like the lowest voice ever. And it's like, this is Budweiser, the king is here. And then when it's the girls, they're like, it's like kind of whispery, like, this is Budweiser. And then they all just come like back in and they're like, the king is here. And I listen to that song and I'm like, this is straight out of like an old Hosanna album. And they just put Budweiser lyrics to it. Number five this week at most requested, uh, Amber Lynn, A Day Late. Man, that one won't go away either. There's some real hatred going on on the comments there on the TV page for Amber Lynn. They're Abercrombie crap. Yeah. And I like them. Yeah, well, you're wearing a blazer. <laughs> I'm keeping it classy just because I'm dressed like a Smurf. Doesn't mean... Uh... What, no pants? <laughs> no, wait, they had pants. <laughs> uh, kids uh, in the Way, uh, pulling in number six, Kids in the Way, Phoenix with a Heartache. Uh, number seven, he is legend. Uh, the seduction, it's the puppet video. I, I don't really like that. Vi- really? Mean, it, just because it's it's like it kind of gets boring. Like oh, oh, it's cool, it's puppets at first, but then like, <laughs> come on, it's puppets. puppets. Only take you so number far. eight, Regina Spector, us, which is a great one. In fact, there's a request for Tyler <laughs> to do a rendition of us on the keyboard. I won't do it that sort of disrespect. All right, number nine, Lifehouse, blind, pulling in strong, and closing out uh, the top ten of Montreal. Uh, Wraith pinned to the mist in other games. Are we going to get the new video from the Badger King? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, actually, someone emailed our you know feedback at relevantmagazine.com account and said, you guys should cover Hanson. I know, I know, I know, but they're really strong Christians. They're awesome guys, yada, yada, yada. Well, our editorial assistant, Kate, actually responds to that. Uh, you know those emails and that accounts and just takes care of stuff so she responded to the girl and then the girl responded back and even though Kate responds to the emails we all actually get get the email so we see them but Kate responds to them so the girl responds back to Kate's response and Kate said don't tell anybody here in the office but I'm a huge Hanson fan (laughs) Kate's busted (laughs) Kate you've been outed (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, it was actually me that wrote that. <laughs> Tyler, there's also a thread on the message boards asking about the plans for relevanttyler.com. I know we have a meeting later today to actually put relevanttyler.com into motion. Do it's you, a very you, important meeting too. It really is. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, any anything you want to any glimpse you want to give to our loyal podcast listeners? Well, I'll tell you, it's going to be epic. It's going to be huge. It's going to be expansive. It's going to be about my be prepared to hear more about my my wheelings and dealings, my adventures across across this great country of ours, and sometimes in Europe. Yes, occasionally, occasionally, or in Florida, but saying you're in Europe, Naples, Naples, and there's going to be a social justice arm of this website. Yeah, you know, I decided that I wanted to give back um, and try to try to think of something that that was close to my heart, near <coughs> near and dear. Um, wow, voice bo- cracking. <laughs> yeah, I'm 13. If Puberty. You didn't know. <laughs> Puberty um, is near and dear to you're your the heart. You're Doogie Howser. Uh, yeah, exactly. Actually, um, he kind of looks like Doogie. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm Doogie Howser, uh, Matt Thiessen from Reliant K. Andrew WK. Andrew <laughs> WK. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Anyhow, so the, the near and dear issue to my heart is blazers. Blazers. I love blazers. And there's a real need in our community for community college students. They need blazers. Jesse, why don't you help me out? Well, you know, this is a foundation, and I'm not officially the chairman, but it did. You can be the treasurer. Yeah, I, it, it's, it started with a vision, really, that's something that 
you know, I drive by the community college all the time, and it and it hurts to see what they're wearing. <laughs> zero, almost zero class, little to none. And and the reason is because they don't have blazers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty simple problem. How are they even going to get a job? No insignia exactly. on the on well, the lapel. They're going to community college. How are they going to get a job? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're actually having a, a sub sub branch of the of the foundation <laughs> that's going to another um, people group. <laughs> That are in desperate need of, of blazers of or fashion items of any kind. And that's the homeschoolers. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's very noble. It is. It's a beauty. with the homeschoolers. It's a beautiful, it's a cause. It's, and it's a beautiful thing. So blazers for homeschoolers and community college students. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, we're, uh, we're just trying to make a difference. Just trying to give back. I, I haven't done oh, like any man. actual research or <laughs> statistics about this. But from what I've observed... About 95% of the people that I see in some sort of position of authority and power are wearing a blazer. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a coincidence. you got to dress for success, buddy. Exactly. That's why I'm taking over this place. Yeah, I heard somebody say <laughs> on once, don't track. dress for the job you have. Dress for the job you want to have. Does that mean sweatpants? <laughs> and speaking of... <laughs> no shirt. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a bodybuilder. <laughs> Zubaz, he comes in the Zubaz thing. Yeah, a lot of elastic at the waist and ankles, about three inches of each. It's like just just starts wearing that to work every day and no shirt and just just showing tank tops. No, because my ultimate job is independently wealthy. If you're independently wealthy, you would just wear elastic. I would, I would with with, and they would have some sort of. Tiger print, and they would be an NFL team, like my pants. The Bengals. Yeah, they'd be the Bengals or the Bears, <laughs> I think. I'll alternate them, <laughs> depending on my mood. So that's the lesson for today, folks. Don't dress for the job you have. Dress for the job you want to have, which is ultimately independently wealthy. Yeah. And I'd like to say that um, about a third of the relevant staff is homeschooled. So we love you. We're just which giving explains, you enough time. Which explains so much about our products. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also on the relevant front, um, or speaking of website stuff, a real website, which is our website, relevantmagazine.com. This week, we've actually had a, a series of um, diaries um, from Jason Boyette. Uh, Jason Boyette went on a trip with um, a, a group that is bringing clean water to the Dominican Republic. And it's actually a really cool travel journal and just kind of different stories about the guys he went down there with. One of the guys is actually a former 70s rocker and... He's got a lot of cool stories, and it comes from a really interesting perspective. If any of you guys have read Jason's writing before, it's really he's he's very talented at blending humor, but also kind of bringing a point across. So definitely check it out. Um, also on the book front, the relevant books front. Uh, yesterday we actually had a consultant come in and um, kind of break us over the coals, helping us uh, get better at what we do. Looking at our 2006 releases and 2007 releases, so you know some really cool things are coming out with relevant books. But probably the coolest thing that's coming out with relevant books actually showed up in the office today, and that's Kara Davis's new book. Yay! She wrote "Cheap Ways to Tie the Knot: How to Have a Church Wedding for Five Under Five Thousand Dollars." Mm-hmm. Yep, which she did, right? I did. I'm speaking from experience. I got to tell you, honestly, even though it's more geared to brides or soon-to-be brides, uh, this book is phenomenal. It's informative. It's well-written. It's funny. It's got all these really cool pictures all over it. It's just a great book, and it comes out. It, it actually won't come out in the stores for another month, so you guys are just going to have to bide your time. on Valentine's Day. February 14th. I'm going to have to get a copy of that because 
Yeah, you're getting married. Yeah, I am. You're tying the knot. Out just I a am. few months too late. Thanks, Kara and Cameron. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Though we did that on purpose, Tyler. <laughs> we wanted you to get into debt. I don't know. It's just something we were planning. To keep you oh, here. You didn't have to help with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, we're excited. Uh, you will he- be hearing more about it. Kara also does a blog at cheapways2.com. Yeah. Which she, um, tell the listeners about it. Well, um, I talk about anything related to saving money, spending wisely, just tips and tricks and, um, you know, for travel, shopping, college life, your first home. Just a, it's a grab bag, really. So there you go. That'll uh, do it for the news here at Relevant, right? Yeah. Well, we, we had something kind of funny that we wanted to bring up that um, we were reading through through some comments on uh, relevantmagazine.com about a certain story. And one of the comments said something about um, that Relevant has gotten uh, really unbiblical. Whatever happened to see no evil, hear no evil? <laughs> <laughs> Which we thought was funny because I, I, granted, I don't have the Bible memorized forward to back or like front to back. Um, but as far as I know, that's not in there. As far as that's not, neither. It's a really good movie, though. Right. <laughs> um, and we were just talking about all the things that people think are in the Bible and really aren't. Like what? <laughs> say, the golden Cameron wanted rule. me to bring this up, and, he, and yeah, I'm leaving um, you out to dry. I, I know you totally are. Thanks. It's like urban Thanks. urban legends from the Bible. Like, yeah, oh, I heard that was in the Bible, and it's, you know, there's an interesting thread on the message boards that caught my attention. Okay, <laughs> it's called the relevant poor. It's in the progressive culture section, and it's a guy who um, I'm not I'm not joking. I mean, this ties into what we were just kind of kidding about, but um, he said uh, it's his first post, and he's a 31 year old college freshman at a community college. Um, I know a couple of things. I have a broke down car. I attend a church and I've been through stuff and I'm poor. Um, he said, I've always appreciated good graphic design and well-developed websites, but I have to wonder about something. It seems to me by looking at Christian media, especially 20 something progressive culture, there's no room for the poor. What really has me disturbed is Christian media like relevant to have this whole highly intellectual refined Christian elitism to it. It's like all the fresh modern worship teachings, church and all the relevance has been hijacked by post-grad students with MAs in fine arts and graphic design. But where's the spot for the poor high school grad who isn't college bound? First of all, right there, nobody in our company has an MA. Mm. Right. I mean, but anyway, uh, there's this website for the guy, who, or where's the website for the guy who doesn't live in an office or in a classroom? Uh, that person who's shunned by that person is shunned by our society. Um, they come from broken homes. Their parents aren't in church with them. Um, maybe they are too broke to fit in. They don't share the same experiences. In a sense, we glorify this university culture and modern Christian living over all else. Uh, we say we want to be relevant, but we're only relevant to people like us, people who are in college or working for a tech company. He then goes on to say that, you know, CCM music, which we don't really cover, but uh, and even the progressive worship culture sounds and looks beautiful, but it isn't me. Um, I'm not nearly as rich or educated as the guys on the cover. Uh, I don't have the rugged good looks of Jeremy Camp or the songwriting talent of Matt Redman. Uh, back in the day, I could afford to go see a Christian uh, concert. Now I can't. Uh, amidst all the books and music on this site are relevant Almost all the books and music on the site are relevant to people who think too much about stuff. It looks cool, sounds cool, but why do I feel there's no room in it for people like me? Hmm. Well, I think uh, there are some, some some interesting challenges, and there's some things to take from that, but I, I think like we can't be all things to all people. Um, you know what's funny is the next post uh, by a guy who's been around our message works for a while. He's a gra- graphic designer in uh, Nashville. Actually says, you know, I, I, I'm not wealthy, um, 
but he felt awkward replying, but he says, you know, as a company, Relevant has to cater to a specific demographic, and it's hard to be all things to all people when you're mm-hmm. a company in a market niche, so it's mm-hmm. funny you said that. And the thing is that I don't really think that we cater to, uh, I mean, any book publisher is 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 targeting uh, an audience that's relatively educated. It's going to read books. Not that this guy doesn't read books, but, and at the same, and his point about the graphic designers, like, I know for a fact, uh, we've had graphic designers that were completely self-taught, you know? Mm-hmm. That yeah, and intelligence and education really has nothing to do with where you go to school. I mean, education is where you, you know, you can get that on your own. Yeah. As much as we joked, you know, we were just joking about community college, like, it's, like, I don't think it's it's where you go to school that really matters. It's it's <coughs> we have a designer here who didn't go to college at all, and he's the most amazing web designer, uh, completely self-taught, and and I just think you can go to a great school and and, and it doesn't really yeah. I, you know, I the thing where he's kind of saying that everything we're putting out is for people with money is like, you know, obviously we're a media company and we're creating products that are purchased and that's how we're in business. And so obviously there's an aspect, a commercial aspect to it. I mean, there just is, but the fact is, is we by no means as a company, uh, maximize our profit margin. We don't, we don't do anything to capitalize on, you know, increasing the price points. We've, you know, we have consultants that tell us that we should be charging $18 for a subscription to our magazine. and We charge 10, you know, we're doing that, on purpose to make the magazine accessible to everybody. You know, I don't care if you're a poor high school student or if you have, you know, if you're a CEO somewhere, I want you to be able to access the magazine because I want it to, you know, um, you know, if you're spiritually seeking, if you're on a spiritual journey, hopefully you find something in the magazine that's for you. Maybe you don't connect as much on the entertainment side. Maybe you don't go to as many movies because, you know, cash might be a little tight. But, you know, there's another three-fourths of the magazine that, that hopefully you can connect with. Um, you know, and yeah, products are advertised in there and you have to buy them. Um, and if it's not you, that's fine. It's the season of life or whatever. But I mean, we as a company try to make everything we do very accessible. Yeah. We, we have free content on our website. We have, you know, a low priced magazine. We, we, you know, have a free podcast. We have a free online music video channel. You know, again, not, we do these things to reach the most people, not to make the most money. And, and the thing that bothers me is I, I, I really dislike when people say, use the term elitism. Like there was a, there was a guy that someone was like, oh, you know, he had this whole blog up about how, you know, uh, he felt it was so relevant, was so elitist and just the cool club or whatever. But he submitted a story and we, we used it online. And all of a sudden he was like all about, you know, like, oh, it wasn't like we're, uh, it was like I think people have this misconception, you know, that I don't think a lot of people realize that are of like how it's all user driven as far as online goes, you know, and even a lot of those writers that start off online, a lot of them get pushed to the magazine. So it's really I th- I think of relevant not as like some kind of elite club, but I think of more of a voice for mm-hmm. people that have this, ideas. Yeah, and this guy could absolutely write for us too if he feels like he doesn't or his type of life isn't represented on the website contribute you know mm-hmm. i mean part of the way you're contributing is contributing to the forums on the website and i appreciate that i, I appreciate that he's you know voiced this the, how he feels it, it, you're right you know somebody said it was a, it's a challenge and i love reading stuff like this because i never want relevant to feel like an insider's club although considering the podcast is 90 percent inside jokes it's kind of hard but <laughs> um you know I, it really is something that we want 
to remain accessible and may remain representative of what God's doing in our generation, not mm-hmm. just what God's doing in one little segment of our generation. And so, you know, we want all walks of life, all economic situations to be represented and feel welcomed in our stuff. So, you know, I don't know what we can do differently. I mean, he kind of seemed to have a distaste in his mouth towards, you know, Christian modern worship and all that, you know, that whole industry that exists. And, you know, unfortunately, we're a media company, not a ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, we happen to create products that minister, but we're a, we're a corporate, you know, we're a company first. And so, you know, I can't say, here's all of our books for free, you know, but I mean, hopefully he'll find something that he can connect with. Hopefully he can find a community of faith where he doesn't feel like an outsider. And hopefully, you know, he realizes that his life is just as valid as anybody else's, you know, that we're, that we're talking to. Well, basically bottom line, we just need to send him, send him a blazer and, <laughs> and everything will be fine. So, um, Hey, one last thing I wanted to, uh, it's all good fun, to mention was, um, one, one thing that we're trying to work out right now, we're exploring the idea of, and I wanted to actually get some feedback from you guys, the podcast listeners. Relevant is we possibly are going to be um, working with Campus Crusade um, and and getting um, you guys to go on trips during spring break in March down to Mississippi and New Orleans to help with Katrina um, relief. We're actually working uh, specifically in past Christian Mississippi to rebuild some houses down there. Uh, Relevant's going to try and raise donations for the materials and then actually get teams to go down. Campus Crusade will actually be coordinating the trips and, and you'll be sleeping on the floors and but they'll feed you and all that for the week. And it would be uh, each week throughout the month of March and we're, we're, we're looking into how to pull this off and um, what to do. What I want to know from you guys, the listeners, is is this something that would appeal to you? Can you get in a car and get down to Mississippi? Uh, would you do it? Um, the cost um, there would there will be a small cost of like I think seventy five or ninety dollars, but the cost isn't for anything other than the materials for you to you know uh, the drywall and the nails that you would actually be using. So you would actually be you know making the donation of the materials that you can then use to uh, to help rebuild these and houses. It's tax deductible, I'm sure. Which would be tax deductible, and you could even probably get your friends and family to donate that money. Um, like I said, Campus Crusade, and, and we would be feeding you. Uh, the the accommodations would be bare uh, minimum. But, you know, I just want to know, is this something that would interest you guys? Is this something that we should get behind, get it in the magazine, and get word out? Um, if the answer is an overwhelming yes, we'll absolutely do it. If we get one email saying, eh, maybe, you know, then then we, maybe we won't. But, you know, maybe people's, like, lives are too busy. They just aren't able to, you know, go down there. But basically, it would be a week-long commitment, weekend to weekend. Um, if you could only go for three or four days, that's okay, too. But um, uh, they ideally think, the ideal thing would be you go down for your spring break. So hit us up at editorial at relevantmagazine.com and let us know if that's something that would interest you or your friends. Do you think your church would be interested in getting involved with something like that? And if the answer is yes, we'll we'll get a website up and we'll you know work out all the logistics and make it happen. But it would be basically throughout the month of March, teams would be going down there to uh, New Orleans and past Christian, uh, Mississippi. So editorial at relevantmagazine.com and let us know. And now... The jingle for the editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. We want to know, what is your hidden talent? If you have a unique, special talent, we want to know about it. And if you can provide proof of it with a photo or video or Or video clip, audio clip, Mm -hmm. we want to see and hear it. 
If you just say the thing, yeah, I don't believe you. Right. Tyler, we, you have a pretty unique talent. Why don't you share it with us? Um, I have no idea what you're talking about right <laughs> to now. To talk like a Bostonian? <laughs> <laughs> if if your hidden talent was a Boston accent and you were saying the Pledge of Allegiance, what would it sound like? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America <laughs> and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible. Is that what it is? Indivisible. Indivisible with, with liberty and justice for all. <laughs> That's pretty good. good. Pretty good. That was not that was not rehearsed. That's really good. <laughs> you think D- Michael Eisner cares about you? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, what's your hidden that. talent? Michael. <laughs> I can do a series of lame impressions. <laughs> if your hidden talent was sounding like Scott Stapp, what would it sound like? You stand here with me. If your hidden talent was sounding like the guy from Audio Adrenaline, what would it sound like? <laughs> Come on, we got a big house. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right, so hit us up, editorial at relevantmagazine.com for that as well. Jesse, I just had an idea. If the only reason Audio Adrenaline is breaking up is because their lead singers lost his voice, you and I, you've got the Yaz, <laughs> I've got the singing big house. We're on the road with them. <laughs> or you guys could just do a tribute band. Yeah, we should do Ooh. All right, we're putting a band together. If you want to What's join, your, hit us yeah. up. <laughs> a tribute to Audio Adrenaline is the name of your band. Yes. Wow. Ooh. I'm sure we'll get lots of people coming out to shows and just, wow. You will be getting dozens <laughs> doing hand motions to all the songs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that'll wrap it up for this week's edition of The Relevant Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Tyler Clark. I'm Jesse Carey. See you next week. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere.